That's right, I fucking hate New York City. Most of the time. And all the people dress like monkeys. Let's leave Chicago to the Eskimos. That town's a little bit too rugged for you and me, babe. Some people don't know that part. Seven that time. I didn't run that far today. What's up, you guys? That's right. Crank them up. We're going to run it too. All right, all right, all right. What's up, you guys? What's going on? Welcome to my blue thoughts. That's right. These are my thoughts, not yours. You don't have to agree with them. As a matter of fact, you can think they're completely ludicrous. Not the rapper, the idea. You cannot agree with them but you're still listening to this podcast. What's up? Welcome to My Blue Thoughts. Like I said, I'm your host, Peter Sirs, comedian, Dodger fan, slash, uh, you know, that's pretty much the basis of this podcast. Um, thanks for tuning in. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcast, why don't you do me a favor? Just press pause really quick. Watch, go, pause. Um, and then what you can do is leave a review. You could rate it. You could subscribe. You could share it. You could even take a screenshot, share that, Post it on like Instagram or Twitter that you're listening and I'll share it, retweet it, all that good stuff. I'll give you some awareness too. You're welcome. Um, What it is, man, (laughs) the Dodgers, uh, you know, this is what I'll say, you know, a four and three week, you know, it's not like mind boggling. Do you know what I mean? It's not like, oh, wow, like they, they played amazing baseball this week, but what they did was exactly what they needed to do. I mean, you know, would I have liked them to go into New York and, you know, with the national... I mean, I guess there wasn't really a national... Actually, one of the games might have been on MLB Network, but, you know, I'm on the West Coast, so I don't really know. Uh, I was just watching it on Sportsnet, but, um, you know, deep down, you're like, let's show these guys, you know, who's boss or whatever, right? But at the same time, you also know that, and, and I know this because I watched the games. The Dodgers went into New York, and they didn't not they didn't try everything they they want. Like they didn't give a hundred percent. I don't even know how I'm trying to say this. They didn't do everything they need they they could have done to try to win the series. If that makes any sense. What do you mean? Well, just take a look at the relievers they deployed um, in that series. You know, Jake Reed, everyone made a big deal about him uh, getting the save in the first game. And you're like, oh, wow, like, why are they doing that? And I don't know this, and they would never say it in a press conference or whatnot. You know, they would attribute it to pitchers being down, you know, you know, not being available because they were used in multiple days or guys having arm fatigue and just all these things. But at the end of the day, they kind of deployed a series of relievers against the Mets that were 
that are probably not going to be a factor come October. So in other words, they didn't go into those games and use all of their A relievers because they don't want them to see them until the postseason. You know, they saw guys like Jake Reed and Heath Hembry, and then you had, you know, um, who the f- I'm fucking, I'm drawing a blank here, Bickford, you know, it's like they did everything they could to not showcase, uh, you know, their prime unit. Yeah, like they got a couple guys in here and there, but, um, you know, and, and they gave a couple, ga- they gave guys days off and, you know, they were trying some things. And at the end of the day, you know, they lost two out of three, which wasn't a big deal because they had also played the game on Monday against the Marlins that they won. And uh, they come out of it, you know, they got to get on a plane and, you know, this all kinds of factors. And yeah, like would I have liked for them to win the series? Yeah, but like I knew what they were doing. And, you know, there's a pretty good chance that the Dodgers and the Mets are going to face off in the in, in the NLCS. Or I guess it just depends on how the playoff brackets shape out. But if it stands right now, at least, you know, they wouldn't meet each other until the NLCS. So we'll see, you know, but I tell you what, you know, that that's got shades of 1988 written all over it. You know, I know the last time. Oh, shit. Turn off your ringer, Peter. Dumbass. Um, <laughs> um, the last time the Dodgers and the Mets faced off in the postseason, I want to say was 2006 and that was a disaster we went into new york and got swept if i'm not mistaken jamie look that up for me 2006 nlds uh 2006 i said 2006 nlds sorry guys uh division series New York Mets over the Los Angeles Dodgers. Yeah, that's what I thought. And here's the thing. 2006, Dodgers were 88-74. and 74. Over the course of the season, what? Yeah, dude. <laughs> the Dodgers won 88 games that year, and they were the wild card because uh, because of head-to-head play. I remember that. Again, the Padres took the nod because um, they won the season series. Uh, spoiler alert. Padres will not be taking the season series this season because the Dodgers have already won it, despite the fact that there's still six games remaining against the Padres. Why? Because A, the Padres are dog shit, and B, the Padres are not the Dodgers' rivals. So, yeah, some rivalry. 10-2 to two so far this season. Like I said, the Dodgers have six more games. They could lose all six and still win the season series. So, you're welcome. Scam, Diego. Anyway, my point is, is that... You know, the Dodgers played the Mets 2006. We got swept. I remember, if I'm not mistaken, it was game one. And there was a play. I don't even remember who was running. But all I know is that somebody, I want to say it was like Russell Martin, hit a double into the gap. And somebody thought it was going to get caught, so they didn't run. But then the other person that was on base got a good read. Anyway, there ended up being a play at the plate. And two Rod, two Dodgers runners got thrown out at home plate and it was just a disaster and they lost and I didn't think they were the better team the Mets that year but they ended up beating the Dodgers so go figure they ended up losing Cardinals win Cardinals win the World Series blah 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 so anyway um like I said if the way the playoff brackets shape up if things continue how they do 
how they are right now. The Dodgers and the Mets will face off in the NLCS, which could probably get a lot of ratings. <laughs> you don't think a Dodgers and Mets NLCS could get a lot of ratings? How awesome would it be to go to a Dodgers-Mets playoff game in New York? Oh, goodness. Can you imagine the buzz and the energy in that ballpark and the rowdiness and like that. I mean, that would be fun, dude. Like, I mean, you know, I've been clamoring and we got it last season and I got to go, but you know, we, we got, we finally got the Dodgers Giants playoff matchup that I've been wanting for years. We finally got it. And obviously the Dodgers came out victorious, but it would be fun to see, you know, the Dodgers and the Mets because, you know, the Dodgers and the Braves have faced off several times over the last few years. You know, they faced off in in 20 in 2014 they faced off in i want to say 20 this is i'm just off the top of my head right here i want to say 2018 uh maybe even 19 i don't even know but also 2020 obviously 2021 so like they've played each other and, and even before that you know back in the 90s and there's been a lot of dodgers braves playoff matchups we've seen it before it's fine dodgers have even played the brewers a few years in the playoffs I would love to see a Dodgers and Mets playoff series. Also, also fun fact, uh, I wouldn't mind seeing the Dodgers play the Phillies because I'm still kind of upset about the Phillies eliminating the Dodgers in 2008 and 2009. Cough, cough, Johnny Broxton, you fucking goddamn it, and fat ass Matt Stairs, and just ugh, you know, the way the the way the playoffs are lining up right now, the Dodgers could potentially face the Phillies and that would be a fun series to go to imagine being in Philadelphia as a Dodger fan you might get beat up from what everything I hear I've never been you know I was supposed to go in May and didn't work out um but you know they boo every they boo Santa Claus in Philadelphia like their fans let you know so those are two potentially really interesting um or just fun you know playoff series but I would love to play the Phillies just to get that payback so anyway, um, like I said, Dodgers go four and three. Um, you know, they, they hand it to the Padres and, you know, they're at the point now where, you know, it's safe to say that, I mean, their magic number is nine, first of all. So they could potentially clinch uh, the West by the end of the week. Um, it's, a, it's, yeah, by the end of the week. Yeah, as early as Friday, but like, you know, they're playing in San Diego this weekend. So like, even if it doesn't happen by Friday, it could easily happen. By the time we do this podcast next week, I could say your 2022 Western Division champions are the Los Angeles. Like that's a legitimate, you know, thing, which is actually kind of exciting because they're already playing on coast mode. You know, they're going to be in the playoffs. They're going to hold on to that one seed. And, you know, they're going to have home field advantage throughout the playoffs, barring a disaster. So right now, the main thing is just get everybody healthy. Get trying and healthy. You know, obviously, Destin Mays come back. Didn't have a great start this past week. Not really sure what happened. You know, I mean, some guys, sometimes you just have off days. You know, you don't feel right. Um it happens, you know, if your stuff's not right, guys can sit on a pitch, and that's pretty much what happened with Dustin May on Friday, you know, um, Manny Machado for all the hate that he gets, and, you know, I don't I don't hate the guy, I think he's kind of, uh, 
I don't I don't respect guys that don't hustle. That's just me, dude. That's that's the one thing that you can control. You know, Cody Bellinger, you know, I'll talk about him in a second, but like you know, not that he's not trying, but you know, he always hustles. He's going to play great defense. He's going to give you gold glove caliber defense in center field, arguably the best defensive center fielder in Major League Baseball. Guys will argue um, I know Mike Trout's up there, but, you know, dude can't stay on the field. Do you know what I mean? And I'd be interested to see who actually has the better, uh, you know, what's the call them? Like, they cover X amount of ground. Like, not just defensive metrics, but, like, run saved kind of. Like, I don't know what the metric is, but one of you nerds can chime in with it. But the point being is, you know, I don't hate on Manny Machado and say that he sucks. And he's a really good player. Like, the dude looks so relaxed at the plate every time, and he always seems locked in. He always seems to hit the ball hard. You know, obviously, he's going to get out and strike out, you know, whatever. But, like, you know, you it's hard to throw a fastball by him. And his defense is, you know, the only thing, only person I can think of that plays defense better than, than Manny Machado at third base is Nolan Arenado. And, but, you know, Manny's right there. And Austin Riley is right there, but you know Manny's up, Manny's up there, dude. Like, and he it, he just makes it look easy, though. It's a, kind of you know we talked we talked about this um, a while back, but you know how Andrew Jones used to be, you know, and he would play center field. It's like he was so good that he would make hard plays look routine, and then when he made a hard play, you know, you're like, wow, because it's like he would make the hard plays like plays that other guys are like making diving plays he's getting to and so the same thing with Manny Machado is like he gets the balls and with his laser cannon of an arm he can throw you know it's whatever but like he doesn't hustle and that's where that's where for me the uh, the disdain comes from for me it's just like he just doesn't hustle and he said it you know I'm not going to be I'm not going to be Johnny Hustle and sprint to first every time and it's like I mean but you can control that though you know you have your whole you know you know, last quarter to last half of your career to start, you know, not running to first base, you know, hard, you know, like look at Trey Turner. Think about how many, uh, how many infield hits he has. Last time I checked, he had like 30 infield hits. And that's because when he puts the ball on the ground, he knows if I run, there's a pretty good shot. I could beat this out, you know, whether it's a ground ball or shortstop, second base, you know, slow roller to third, like, you're going to beat it out nine times out of ten if you're Trey Turner. And I don't think Manny Machado was as fast as Trey Turner, but, you know, that's like I said, it's the one thing you can control is your effort and your hustle, and Manny doesn't hustle, so that's why I don't respect him as a player. But to deny the fact that he's a good player is silly. But that being said, like I said, the Dodgers could potentially clinch <laughs> the NL West by this weekend and it's just great dude like the main thing now like i said stay healthy hang on you guys i'm trying to find something uh, i'm trying to find something that i wanted you to hear no that's not it that's not it that's not it yeah i fucked up so, um, I wanted to talk about Bellinger for a second. Um, there's this, I was watching Sportsnet LA the other night after the game with, uh, Jay Hare and John Hartung. Um, 
and Jerry Hairston gave a very heated uh, explanation of what's wrong with Bellinger at the plate. Oh, here we go. Let's take a look. Let's just hear it from the man himself. Okay, are you ready, guys? You're welcome. I found it. A month ago, two months ago. Hold on. Here we I go. love this kid. It, it has been crushing to, to see this. And I've said it a month ago, two months ago, last year. He made the adjustment right before the postseason. Had his bat straight up. And I said it. This is going to be my, my fourth or fifth time saying it. I love Cody Bellinger like he would be my son. He's not going to be able to hit like this. He can't hit like this. You have that flat bat, you're, you can't hit like this. I'm sorry. You're straight up. You're not in an athletic position. It is, you're such a good athlete that you're able to hit 200 this way. If you weren't a great athlete, you'd hit about a, bu a buck, if that. He doesn't put himself in position to hit. He's making it so hard on himself. He's one of the best athletes in the world, and he's unathletic in the batter's box. That is the biggest conundrum to me. And what's surprising when you say that he's unathletic, he says he feels more comfortable that way, or when he tries other ways, it doesn't feel comfortable to him. Well, I, I used to love having a high leg kick. That felt great to me. Couldn't hit like that. I had to quiet my leg kick, and I raked with a quiet leg kick. Some things <laughs> I don't know will feel so comfortable Jerry, on BP, and you will rake in BP, but it's the big leagues, the movement. You can't, you have hitting gurus, and you have swing coaches. They never played in the big leagues. Shots fired. They don't understand big league movement. You can have a nice swing. You hit 55 mile an hour in BP. Oh, look at the launch angle. That's awesome. They've never faced big league movement. It's a whole nother ball game. I'm sorry. Tell him, It's Jerry. a whole nother ball game. He is too talented of a young man, too good of a player to keep doing the same thing over again. And stop doing this. You're, you want to come here, then here. Keep it here. You're too good of a player, man. Again, I... He needs to go back to the same swing you had in the postseason, even if it doesn't feel comfortable to you. It worked for you. Let it stay there for a while until it feels comfortable because that should be your swing. You're, it's killing me seeing him like this. I love it, dude. And it's the thing, it's like, you know, you want to talk about, you know, I, I always poke fun at, you know, the Facebook couch managers on, you know, on the Dodger fan forum. And, you know, it sounds like a broken record at this point. But, you know, these guys haven't played baseball and whatever. But Jay Hare's a guy that's been there. You know, he comes from a long, I want to say, uh, third generation. I think, you know, I know his dad played and his grandfather played. Maybe uh, one of his uncles, too. Like, I mean, he comes from a family of ball players. Like, if there's anybody to listen to, this is the guy to listen to. This guy watches the games every day just like you know, myself and most of us, but I've never hit major league. I mean, I mean, I've hit guys that have played in the major leagues, but I, you know what I mean? It's, it's different. And, uh, for him to go up there and then I, you know, I see Cody like the next day just doing the same thing. It's like, yeah. And Cody still is probably going to get, you know, 24, 25 home runs this season, unless he goes on an even bigger tear. And like Jay Hare said, like he's too good of an athlete. He's so good of an athlete that he's hitting 200 like that. It's like, yeah, dude, like, <laughs> switch it up. What you're doing is not working. And I, I love Cody, man. Like, you know, I, I've said it, you know, with him, without him hitting the way he's supposed to, I don't know if the Dodgers can win the World Series. He's in the nine hole. Can you imagine how many teams would want Cody Bellinger in their nine hole? He's a number three hitter 
in just about any batting order, even with his stats. But the Dodgers are so deep and so, you know, so uh, they just have an embarrassment of riches that they can afford to just drop him down and be like, figure it out, dude. <laughs> but then you got guys like Trace Thompson, who is just annihilating the ball. And, you know, I know Cody, but Cody is, like I said, the in my opinion, the best defensive center fielder in baseball. But in the postseason, you know, I think that you got to go with a guy that's hitting. And right now that's Trace Thompson, you know. And, and, and if you ask me, I say you, you, you platoon Cody and, and Taylor because, you know, those guys are probably going to be in the roster, I think. Um, but you platoon those guys and keep Trace's bat in the lineup every day, you know. Gavin Lux has been hitting. You know, he's one of the top hitters in the league. You let him stay in there. Chris Taylor is, you know, basically with his performance, I mean, he if he if he didn't get hurt, he might lead the league in strikeouts. You know? So whatever it is that these guys are doing or not doing or, you know, whatever it is, I, I don't know because, you know, like I've, I've defended Cody and I'm still defending him. Like I, I, I like him as I don't want him to get sent down to AAA. I want him to stay a Dodger. You know, there's also just that, you know, that, that pride of, you know, cheering on for your homegrown guys. It's like, you know, Mookie's my favorite Dodger. For he's my, I mean, at this point, you know, Mookie's my favorite player. You know, but he's not a homegrown guy. You know, he's adapted to L.A. and embraced the culture and been a leader on this team. But, you know, guys like Cody, you know, like Will Smith, like Clayton Kershaw, like Dustin May, you know, like Gavin Lux, like guys that have been brought up through the system. And even Justin Turner, you know, even though he's not a homegrown guy, the Dodgers made him who he is. And also he's from, you know, Long Beach and whatever, yeah, right? He went to high school in Long Beach and then went to Cal State Fullerton. Like, he's a local guy, you know, so you kind of have to, so just like Freddie Freeman, you know, he's not, he wasn't a homegrown guy, but he's from the area. And so you kind of root for those guys a little bit more. But, you know, I just, I love seeing guys stay in a Dodger uniform their entire career. I, I mean, it didn't work out, but I would have loved to have seen, you know, Corey Seager stay a Dodger, you know, so... I want Cody to do well, but if it comes to the hot hand and Trace is still hitting the way he's hitting, I think you got to give Trace the nod and just let, like I said, and let Bellinger and Taylor and even Gallo, you know, fight for that last spot in the lineup because, you know, they're going to be facing guys like Scherzer and DeGrom and Max Freed, you know, in, in the postseason and, and Corbin Burns and, you know, whoever else is you know, on the other side of the American League, like, you know, they're going to be facing top-notch Justin Berlander, you know. Um, I, was, I can't think of the guy who's on the Astros, uh, Fram, Framber, or whatever the fuck his name is. Um, you know, they're going to be facing top pitching. And, yeah, you want you want to have good defense, but they don't lose a ton. You know, with Trace out there, they lose a little bit, but his offense is a lot better than Cody's right now. So it it just is what it is. Um that being said, you know, I talked a lot about Julio last week. And uh Julio by default is now uh the NL ERA leader cuz Gonsolin 
with his injuries and whatnot, doesn't qualify, even though his ERA is lower. Um, Gonsolin right now is does not qualify. So at the moment, Julio Urias uh, has got an ERA of 2.29. What? Yeah, dude. He has dropped his ERA that low at this point. Um, Sandy Alcantara had another bad outing, so he has dropped way down. I mean, not way down, but he, his ERA went from being under two when he faced the Dodgers to now he's at 2.36. And, uh, you know, Julio Urias is uh, right there leading an ERA because, like I said, Gonson doesn't have the wins or doesn't have the innings. But also, Urias has now moved up to uh, to second, or actually third in wins. He's got 15. So, you know, remember that prediction I made a few weeks ago where I said Julio could easily finish the season, you know, 18-7, and seven, somewhere around there? Well, guess what? Right now, he's 15-7. and seven. So, and you figure he's going to have, even with a six-man rotation, at least... Four more starts, if not five more starts, as the Dodgers set their rotation. So let's just say he has four more starts in him. He goes three and one, or four and zero. Oh, that's eighteen and seven, or nineteen and seven, or eighteen and eight. I mean, it's still pretty fucking good. You know, like I said, he's got the most wins for, for a pitcher since the start of the twenty twenty season. He better get some Cy Young voting. You know, I don't think it's a guarantee that Alcantara. You know is up there, especially when his wins are down. Like, yeah, I know he's on a shittier team, but come on, man. Urias was the only 20-game winner in the major leagues last season. Didn't even get close. But anyway, um, one more note, interesting to know. Um, just down on the farm, um, Bobby Miller had a career high in Ks with 14 the other day in AAA Oklahoma City. What? Yeah. I don't think the Dodgers are going to bring him up. I don't know. I don't know what the plan is. You know, you got to weigh in options and all that good stuff. Um, so I think they might just continue to keep him down there and, you know, face better competition and then just start with him in spring training next year because, you know, there's going to be there's going to be a spot or two in the rotation open. You know, obviously, um, not to look forward to next year before this year, but, you know, Bueller's not going to be back until maybe September if they're lucky can't really count on that so you know the Dodgers are not gonna most likely uh Tyler Anderson probably also will go off and sign you know a contract somewhere maybe the Giants will sign him <laughs> uh like they did with Alex Wood who knows but you know heading into next year you know obviously they're gonna have Gonsolin they're gonna have Urias and they're gonna have May and then you know who knows what Kershaw is going to do. I know he wants to play another two or three years, but do the Dodgers keep playing this game with him, you know, where they give him X amount of money and he, you know, misses, you know, 10 to 12 starts or do they just, you know, I, I, I honestly, this is just my opinion. I have no idea. Obviously, these are my blue thoughts. I think if the Dodgers win the World Series, then maybe Clayton either retires or they say, okay, well, thanks, buddy. Have fun in Texas the last couple of years. I don't know. Um, would it suck to see Clayton in a Texas Ranger uniform or any other uniform? Yeah, but it's happened. If he goes and plays in Texas the last two years, nobody's going to remember that at the end of the, at the, unless he eats dog shit, which he won't. He's still Clayton, but 
Um, no one's going to remember those last two years. Just like, you know, people forget that Roger Clemens went and played for the fucking Astros there. You know what I mean? Some people don't even remember that he played for the Blue Jays. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, you, you think of Roger Clemens, you think Red Sox, Yankee, Piazza, throwing the bat, all that good stuff. Um, but my point is, you know, Bobby Miller is probably going to factor in is in some form or another next season. That they start the season as a starter, maybe not. Maybe they do like Urias, kind of bring him along. You know, I would I would be curious to see how many innings he's pitched this season. Um, he, he he does have quite the workload, but you know, it's the minor leagues. So um, actually, just for funsies. Let's see how many innings Bobby Miller has pitched this season. Yeah. Jamie looked that up for me. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, hey, you guys. <laughs> um, I'm looking for innings pitched. Innings pitched. Innings pitched. 109 innings this year, but um, over his career, he's only pitched 166 innings. So, you know, he's probably, he also probably has another two or three starts left. So, you know, maybe finished with 125 innings or so. That's actually not bad. You know, they can kind of bring him along and next year, you know, if he starts in the rotation, maybe, I doubt it, but if they did, you know, he could easily throw a hundred and another hundred and twenty-five innings or so next season. You know, but maybe he'll be like more of the long guy hybrid kind of spot start here and there, kind of like Pepio. Now Pepio is probably a guy that fares in the rotation um, next season. But anyway, that's what. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Julio is a bona fide Cy Young candidate at this point, and if he doesn't get votes, we're gonna fucking riot in the streets. Um, I'd say the Dodgers have a big week this week, but let's be honest. <laughs> It's not a big week. Dodgers-Giants, although it's always fun when the two get together, Giants are an afterthought at this point. I fucking told you guys last year they were a fluke, and lo and behold, they were a fucking fluke. Okay? Um, Padres this weekend, I'm going to be in San Diego. Um, so if anyone that's listening is going to be in San Diego, and you want to meet up or something, I got shows down in San Diego, but I also uh, am going to go to the game on Saturday before my show. Um, so yeah, uh, by the way, I know this isn't baseball related, but, uh, why not? I know that a lot of my, uh, if, if, I'll just say this. If you came to my show, uh, this past Thursday at the Ontario Improv, I can't thank you enough. Um, I know a lot of my friends that I know personally that came to the show on Thursday also listened to this podcast. Thank you guys so much for coming. And I know that a couple people that I don't know personally, but, know me through social media and what um also came to the show uh it was it was awesome uh, it was a great way to celebrate my 10-year anniversary in comedy um it really meant a lot to me um did i sell it out no because people are fucking flakes but i was very happy that pretty much everyone that i cared about um you know minus like uh my brother and stuff who had to work and whatever um you know, like, but everybody that came is something that I really cared about, so, for the most part, so I appreciate that. It was cool, man. I, I really hope that you guys had a good time. I know I had a good time, and it really meant a lot to me, so thank you. Um, that being said, like I said, 
it's not really a big week. They play the Giants and the Padres. Uh, what do you think? Seven games? The magic number of seven? Six games this week? I say the Dodgers clinch the West this week. I could be there when they clinch the West. What, dude? How fucking dope would that be? Anyway, um, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for listening. This has been My Blue Thoughts. I w- oh, by the way, yeah, I said, I said I was performing in San Diego this weekend, but I will be at Comedy Heights on Friday and Saturday. I posted it on my social. It's two different locations, so depending on if you're coming on Friday or Saturday, just kind of check what I post if you want to come, if you happen to be in San Diego. I'll be there. Um, Thank you so much for listening to My Blue Thoughts, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye.